2: All right, guys, welcome back to the Believe in Rams podcast. This is episode 141. I'm your host, Jake Allenboga. Joining me is your other host here, Cameron Lynch, former Rams linebacker. Uh, Cam, I love doing this. I know I say it every single time. Uh, you know, excited right. to do this with you. Before we get into it, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, rev- rate, review, ugh, all that stuff. And uh, let's oh, just dive right into the ad read from Bet Online. whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, Cam, we always start this thing off with the burning question, and we got some news, uh, some kind of rejuvenating, refreshing news. (laughs) Is that where we are as a three and nine football team? I don't really care if it is or or not. Uh, But the burning question is after the Rams acquired Baker Mayfield by way of waiver claim, Cam is Baker Mayfield, your starting quarterback for the LA Rams for the rest of 2022. Can I
3: get a hell? Yeah, (laughs) of course he is. Of course he is. I think That's exactly what the Rams needed. and people listen to our podcast, they know we want the Rams to run the damn ball. Right. And we also, we also want to finish strong. I think those two things are the most important things when it comes to the Believe in Rams podcast with Jake and Cam is, Hey, Rams, run the ball. And finish strong. Like that's it. Right. And so the end of this year, you know, seeing that Baker Mayfield has not come on the team, former first round draft pick, right. It's, it's a slice of humble pie, but he gets another chance. And so I think we've always said it's not how you start. It's, how you, it's always how you finish. And so seeing Baker Mayfield in his career, not you start strong, right. And then go down in a lull with the Panthers and then come back up with the Rams. Hopefully I, I'm excited to see. And I think we talked about it next year is our year, right? A uh, little hope is there, but next year is our year. Um, and we talked about the last podcast with the Patriots and how they had a loss and then that, that they won the next year. And, Blah, I say blah. So I'm looking forward to what the Rams are going to bring to the table this weekend.
2: Yeah. Well, this week, I, Thursday. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, I'm excited. We get Rams football on Thursday. I don't know if I'm more excited to get it out of the way, Reno, you know, right away. <laughs> Just that way. If it's bad, it's bad. But no, in all honesty, I think the game will be somewhat fun. And we're going to, we're, we're going to break that down and, and get you guys ready for that game. We're also going to be talking about the Seattle game uh, because we're in a mm-hmm. weird predicament here where you got to talk about both games Uh, And it's like right in the middle of the week. So, you know, we just figured, all right, let's just do a podcast about both of them. We won't focus too much on the Seattle game, but we can't just not give it any air um before we get into that here are the reasons why I like the Baker Mayfield move first off evaluating the talent it's not necessarily just Baker Mayfield that I'm talking about you want to be able to evaluate Tutu Atwell and develop him and Van Jefferson and Ben Skoranek and maybe Jacob Harris and Brandon Powell all those guys and the best way to do that is have a quarterback that can get them the damn ball and we talk about it I mean we'll, we'll talk about it you know after this little segment here uh john wolford was not hitting that deep ball okay and and he, mm. unfortunately he had three different opportunities to hit two two atwell in stride wide open he blew by one of the best corners in the league this year and rookie sensation um you know and to me i just feel like you know atwell's being wasted vans being wasted and i get it like you have your backup in there you know it's not the greatest scenario but you know, let's be honest here. The reason they go out and they get Baker Mayfield is because they don't trust John Wolford to throw deep and they don't trust Bryce Perkins to throw at all. Uh, The way that they Mm -hmm. call the plays, they clearly don't trust Bryce Perkins. And what I will say about this is that at at least with Bryce, you know, he's going to be 26 on the 20th. So that's 13 days from now. At least with him, he's the youngest on the team. So he will be back next year. Exclusive rights free agent. I can't imagine they cut bait with him. Um, But like people were saying, you can't get, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield. What about Case Cookus? You got to give him a shot. Case Cookus is the second oldest and was the oldest quarterback on the Rams. He's It's not like he's the younger guy. John Wolford was younger. (laughs) So it's like, I think we forget sometimes that, you know, all these guys are kind of in that the prime is just starting moment where 26, 27 years old, and they're not that young Perkins as much as I love the guy is not 21 years old. So mm-hmm. I don't hate this move at all. I love it actually, because one it injects some life into the Rams. People are talking about them. Now Baker is a household name, whether people want to talk about it or not, he may not be a star in the field anymore. And, and who knows if he can get back to that. Um, but he's a star because people know who he is. You could talk to a casual yeah, man, football fan and they know commercials who he is.
3: prior. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. Progressive commercials. He was, you know, come on now the banker. He's that guy. Like, come on. Any Oklahoma quarterback that comes out of there, they are the criminal exactly. creme of, of quarterback. So
2: number one, overall pick. I mean, we didn't even talk about Sean McVay and him, you know, talked on the plane ride, you know, before he was drafted and he flat out told Baker, he's like, if I didn't have my ride or die and Jared Goff, we would do everything we could to go and get you. So mm. these two have had these discussions before. And, you know, first off, like, again, talk about it, it. It's about evaluating the talent you have on the roster. It's all about next year, but also Baker, mm. because this is a, not a, uh like a, um, you know, the way I, I, the way it's described is it's like the boomer bust, right? Or like people will say it's a low risk, high reward. How about I hit you with something that you haven't heard before? Maybe you have, it's a no risk, high reward. What are you risking? 1.3 million. It's not coming out of your pocket. It's not coming out of my pocket. It's not coming out of cam's pocket. So what, what are you risking? You're not risking anything. I mean, this is the, the perfect thing, Cam. He's a former first overall pick. He, you know, stopped the Browns from that, that long hemorrhaging losing streak playoff drought. He stopped that he's, he led them to their first playoff win since 1994. They went 11 and five. He had two seasons where he had, he had over a 90, uh, you know, quarterback, uh, passer rating and he broke the, the rookie passing, uh, touchdowns record. This is somebody that has won big games. He's played in games. He's started games. He's got first overall talent and he's just kind of lost his way. And you can't say, oh, well, we can't just say, well, he went to the Panthers. So he should have just figured it out. It's not that simple. First off, the Panthers have the worst offensive coordinator in the league in Ben McAdoo. I don't Mm -hmm. know why he's calling plays cam. I'll be honest. you don't have to say anything. I know you have a lot of respect for people around the league. I don't know why he's calling plays. Okay. Uh, his, his big thing is that he was the quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you and I could be the quarterback coach for Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Aaron, just (laughs) do your thing. Um, but in all honesty though, like that is who he's been working with. I mean, when he worked with Stefanski, that was one thing, right? But this is the thing is that Baker, if anybody is going to turn around his career trajectory, it is Sean McVay. I mean, think about this. He did it with Jared Goff. Jared Goff in 2016 had one of the worst rookie seasons. That team was four and 12. And with Jared Goff, he turned them into an 11 and yeah, five team. That, team. <laughs> that was the third overall seed. Um, look, I'm not saying Baker's going to be all world, but he doesn't have to be. If he doesn't work out at the very least, the Rams are getting a compensatory pick for a guy they picked up. They basically bought a compensatory pick cam. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's a no, Lose situation here, and it's a super high, uh high reward potentially, if Sean yeah, McVay can Baker, get this guy going.
3: And Baker Baker has the juice, right? At the end of the day, like Baker has the juice. Now, if you have the sauce, right? <laughs> this meme went viral, but the sauce is long term, and so <laughs> Baker, I would say, has the sauce, right? Because his career's been up and down, but he has the juice. Oh yeah, regardless. So let's re- let's respect Baker Mayfield's juice, and I think. He's going to apply that juice to the Rams fans. We needed that. We needed folks to really have something to look forward to. Um, we talked about this uh, all year, just finishing finishing the season strong. And Baker now has a diverse offense to work with, right? We saw this last game against the Seahawks. The Rams were flying. They Like that first half through, to be honest, through the second half, to be honest, until the fourth quarter. I mean, the Rams were up in the last three minutes of that game. And so I feel like Sean McVay, either he passes sticks uh, there, Jake, or he's he's went in his lab and started drawing up some great plays. But I know we talk about the game ball and just recognizing some of the players that do well the week prior. I mean, Brandon Powell, I mean, the guy was looking explosive through that line of scrimmage. I mean, when I I was taking some notes while I was watching the game, I was like, a little bit of Debo Samuels, the way he was cutting through the line of scrimmage. I mean, he's a small guy. I mean, where's 19? Come on. I mean, just the way he was cutting through the line of scrimmage, uh, Brandon Powell was, he wasn't afraid. He was getting upfield, and he had that spark. And so I just said, I want to give the game ball to Brandon Powell on the offensive side. And then um, going to the defensive side for the Rams, Michael Hoyt. I mean, my man had two sacks back-to-back. And so seeing, you know, now that Aaron Donald is out, seeing Michael Hoyt step up, cause those those two sacks, like – the Rams need that, right? We need sacks. We need turnovers. And then, uh, you know, my guy, Bobby Wags, though. Come on wow. now, Jake. How'd he do? MVP he do, of the Wags? game, Slash. man.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is how you go out there. And I've never been an NFL player before, but I think it would go along something like that. That's That's a textbook way to say kind of F you to your former team <laughs> without <laughs> actually saying it. Cause the guy is incredibly yeah. respectful and just his interactions with the team after the game, you know, the handshakes and everything. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we Earl Thomas did not have that against the CLC Hawks. We know Bobby has that, that class, right? So mm-hmm. he wasn't going to do that. He's just going to like, no, I'm just going to flip you off with my game on the field. And I, I, I enjoyed watching that.
3: Yeah. I mean, my man represents himself as his, he's his own agent. You know, like he's just a first, first class human being. Number one, I'm a football player. He's just a first class human. So like you mentioned, showing love to his former teammates after the game, like those are the things that you want to see, you know, no matter how the game goes, like taking down the protester. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. That was that was a big hit, right? But he does things that I think you all you've always said I, every week I'm like, Bobby Wagner needs you to make plays. And you're always like, Cam, like he's doing what he needs to do. He's covering up some of the weaknesses of the defense. And so to see him finally break through that surface and make those Bobby Wagner plays against the Seahawks, I'm excited to see what he's gonna do against the Raiders. I mean, the man was on fire and hopefully he can carry that momentum to this next game.
2: Yeah, and when he had that interception, I was like, Cam's only called it, you know, like he said it every week, like it's coming. Just, just wait. It's coming. It's coming.
3: I and mean, he had two, two sacks. I mean, the man was he was on fire, man. He, he was he was crushing. It. I would like to see him carry that out each game now. Yeah. Jake, right, you do it once. Now we're waiting for him to keep doing it again. So.
2: Exactly. And you mentioned Michael Hoyt. Um, I mean, I would probably give the same game balls, but I'll throw two two Atwell into my category because mm-hmm. I'll say this right now, man, Cam. Catch. Like Atwell, the one-handed catch if anybody is comparing this guy to to Tavon Austin and I'm pretty sure I think you played with Tavon, right? Yeah. 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 I like Tavon. I've met Tavon. Tavon was different. Tavon was more of a gadget, mm. right? Tavon was not a pure receiver like Atwell. I don't feel like mm. it's fair that people are I mean, maybe it's just coming from me cuz I'm 5'8. I'm tired of people using size. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but I don't think it's fair to sit there and like automatically Put together this this idea in your head that Atwell is Tavon. At Well doesn't have a career trajectory. At Well is a bust. Uh Tavon was drafted eighth overall, and I would argue was never really used correctly. Um mm-hmm. I, I mean that's that's the name of the game. Sometimes in the NFL is the most you're not dynamic player in college.
3: Yeah. He's the most dynamic player in college. Like Reggie Bush, and then you got Taewon Austin. You look up their highlight tape, just like, exactly. come on, dude. I played I played him at Syracuse when they were at West Virginia. The oh, man <laughs> is unbelievable. And so just seeing him cook in college and then get to the NFL and, like, ah, not have as much success is tough. But, yeah. like, to your point, though, it, it's different.
2: And then, like, I watch Atwell. And, you know, the, the thing that was funny is uh, there's there's people on Twitter now being like, Oh, everyone said that Atwell is a bus. Like you guys have to, I'm like, Oh, I don't have to do anything. Cause like, I, I didn't like the pick initially. Right. Um, and I actually, cause Tutu came on my show. I kind of told him that cause I wanted to be upfront with him. I didn't want to say like, Hey, yeah, I love that pick. And then he comes to find that video someday. And he's like, man, this guy said that he loved me. What is this? (laughs) So I, I, I told him I did not like the pick, but you know, I, I liked him. And, uh, you know, I went through his tape after the, the fact, like, because I watched three games of each draft prospect, cause I don't have the, all the time in the world to do all of what I do. Um, but when a guy's drafted by the Rams, I make the argument to watch 10, 13, 16, however many games I can get. And, uh, you know, at, well, the preconceived notion was that he's just this gadget guy. He's just a speedster. And while he's fast. And you know the Rams are definitely hoping they have their new Tyree Kill. I would say he's more closer to being Marquise Brown, um, but mm-hmm. while he's fast, he does run routes. He doesn't have drop issues. This guy gets his hands on the ball. He frames the ball well. I was really, really impressed with Atwell uh, in the limited amount of snaps he's had so far this season. And when you go back, you watch the film at Louisville. This guy's always had that. He and and he's not not to dog on Malik Cunningham too much, but he's always had this type of like like he was playing with an NFL backup, probably, uh, you know, in college. So now, you know, Stafford throws him the ball in stride. That's the best pass he's probably gotten in the last six years of him playing football, if I'm being honest. Um, so this the whole like Wolford underthrow thing, like he. He dealt with that. If you go back and look at his last year at Louisville, he's used to that. So what I'm excited about is the idea of now Baker is going to be able to throw that deep ball. And if he has to, if he has to slow down a little bit, that's fine. What I can't have is where a guy is 30 yards down the field and you can't even hit him, you know, and, and he's way, you, you can't have that. So yeah, I'm excited for him. He deserves a game ball Hoyt. Like you mentioned, the guy is just I mean, Sean Gray said, if if only we knew that he could play outside linebacker, uh, we would have done that shit sooner. I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
3: it's like. Like, I mean, come on. Like, but that's the same thing, though, with Tutu as well, right? It's like, you know, Tutu can ball. Like, why take so long I to get know. him running inside the line of scrimmage and do it? And we've, we've been talking about it, man. I know we've been talking about it, but it's like, you have all these athletes who are in the professional football league for a reason. Right. And so these guys can ball. These guys can play no matter where they, where they come from, like they can ball. And so give these guys a chance. And I think Sean McVay, this last game, I think we saw it. He's starting to use his
2: tools. Finally, finally. Finally. I mean, it only took when you're pretty much out of the playoff race, but I guess, hey, now let's be honest here. Now that they know this is what we've been talking about is find your Nick Scott's find your Greg Gaines's find mm-hmm. guys like that, that are going to contribute for next season. And I mean, at the very least you can take solace knowing that the Rams have done that. Like I'm looking mm. at two, two like that guy should start next year. Maybe they won't let him start. Maybe they'll go out and get another receiver. I'm vocalizing that they should not do that. I think two, two should start. Um, I think they will get another receiver. If I'm being honest, I do think they pulled the plug on uh Allen Robinson project. I, I really believe that. I don't think they know how to use mm, him. That hurts. And uh, that hurts my soul. It hurts me too, man. I was I put it I put a, I put a <laughs> bet down that he would lead the league in receiving. <laughs> like yeah. I was so convinced. I mean, it made sense on paper. If they used him the way he was used before, then there's no reason why this guy can't go for 1, 15, 1600 yards with Cooper Cup on the other side. But the problem is. They don't know how to use him. And so I and I don't know if it's they don't know how to or that, you know, all those injuries, to the offensive line really kind of sidelined what they wanted to do. There's probably Mm -hmm. it's probably in the middle of that. Right. But it's still something that happened. And it's and while it's frustrating and everything, it's still something that happened. It's still real. And I know that they were interested in Brandon Cooks and Brandon Cooks is interested in coming back. And I'll be honest with you. I said this on the live stream the other day, when people are in like a dire need of a pick me up, like think about this, like for you, like what is one thing, Cam, where maybe you're feeling down, maybe it's just not the best day, like what are you doing to kind of lift yourself up, a consistent thing, do you have anything consistent you're doing, maybe like your favorite ice cream you're eating, or like your favorite show you're putting on, like what are you doing?
3: Yeah, definitely. Some uh, a walk outside. Number one, getting some fresh air. You know what I mean. Taking deep breaths, getting some froyo. You know, I might do that tonight. You know what I mean. That's my that's my my energizer.
2: <laughs> See, so, so think about this. So your walk outside, like Sean McVay's walk outside, is when hey, I'm a little worried about the cornerback position. We got a young a lot of young guys. I'm gonna go out and trade for Troy Hill because he's my walk outside because I know what he mm. is right? I have that familiarity mm. with him. See where I'm going with this. The receiver spot. Yeah. Hey, I'm, a little con- I'm a little concerned about the receiver spot. A Rob didn't work out. We're evaluating everybody this off season That Brandon Cook's guy sure was good in my offense not long ago, mm. or Hey, you know, this new GM, which is now literally just the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. I think you know where I'm going with this one. Mike Vrabel, mm. uh, Mike Vrabel, mm. And John Robinson did not agree on some things. And one of those things we don't know, but could have been Robert Woods. So what if he was in cap casualty and the Rams were like, Hey, Robert, we screwed up. We're sorry. <laughs> you never should have been traded away. And we never should Come have paid home. Alan Robinson. <laughs> we should have kept you and tried to run hmm. it back. Like we said, we shouldn't have made you, you poor guy go to all of those, uh, celebrations and everything and vocalize, run it back when we never, were going to give you a chance to do that. Mm. I'm, that just yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like Robert Woods was one of the heart and souls of this team. And so you trade away a guy like that and then you lose Andrew Whitworth. Who's to say that didn't have a negative impact on the locker room, right? Uh, mm. Vaughn it's Miller.
3: You can't measure that stuff. You know you can't exactly. measure what people bring to the table that energy, you just can't.
2: I mean, I mean, you played on the same team as as Bobby Woods. I mean, what what was your take about him? Was he like I mean, I don't know if he was a captain when you were there, but he was like, you know, a leader in the locker room, right?
3: You're talking about Robert Woods? Yeah. yeah. Robert So, it's funny. Robert Woods, his grandparents live next to my my aunt and my my family's house out in Carson, California. So, <laughs> I've been following Robert Woods Ever since I was a young kid, played played against some Syracuse versus USC. They blew us out in MetLife when we played up there, mm. and I played with them at the Rams as well. And so, just Robert Woods, his work ethic, the way he brings to the table, it's things that, like I said, you can't measure that. You can't measure what Andrew Whit- Whitworth brought brought to the table. And so, I think the Rams are feeling it right now. The, the Rams' identity. Um, I Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl like that, that's great, but this year, the hangover year, the Rams identity is lost and we're starting to get it right. We're finding it Baker Mayfield coming into the fold here. We're starting to find that as well. But with Robert Woods leaving, that was a big, big loss for the Rams.
2: I absolutely believe that. Um, I just think, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, It just felt like something where you were trying to do too much. And Mm. I I just, those never seem to end well. I just felt like, you had a year of Robert Woods, like you knew he was going to come back. If he was in the same boat, keep this in mind. Robert Woods came back before OBJ and Van Jefferson. And that's the guy you got rid of. I'm just saying, you know, he was ready. And mm-hmm. he may not have been the the best this year, but I think also because the Titans run the most boring offense and they just are like, Hey, Derek Henry, <laughs> you want to run 30 yeah. times? I mean, you'd only run 15 <laughs> times. If you're on the Rams. So you might as well run 30 times in case you ever go there. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, for real though, you know, it's just like, I mean, I've met Robert Woods. The dude is freaking awesome. I asked him straight up. I'm like, can I call you Bobby Woods? And he's like, yeah, just don't tell my wife that you call me Bobby Woods. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But no, in in all honesty, though, I think he he did a lot more for the offense. Um, And I think there were times where remember, I kept saying they're using Allen Robinson like Robert Woods. And if it's if that's Mm -hmm. the case, then what is the point? You know?
0: You weren't paying people. Robbie. You can't,
2: yeah, yeah. You weren't paying uh, Robert Woods as much, right? And Woods is a better blocker. Woods knows the offense better, and Woods had the chemistry with Stafford. And people said he didn't even have chemistry with Stafford. But Robert Woods, before his tore ACL, had more receiving yards than Allen Robinson has this year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, like, you know. He, he was kind of used in a lot of those dagger concepts to open up opportunities for Cooper cup, um, you know, mm-hmm. those legal picks, things like that. Uh, you know, and I just don't think he gets enough credit and, you know, I think people, where do we think, what, what do we that? think
3: Cooper cup learned his, where do we think Cooper cup learned his game from, right? Like he yeah. showed him the ropes when it, like Robert Woods was right there, showing him the ropes, where to go, what to do. Robert Absolutely. Woods was that guy before Cooper cup became that guy. And so it's, he, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to move forward and, and, and be successful whenever the foundation is uprooted, right? Uh, when it comes to great players and whatnot, so that's that's for Les need. you know. Hopefully, like I said, he listens to the podcast, he understands what we're saying here, <laughs> right? So we'll see where that goes.
2: And then, I mean, Brandon Cooks had in the his first three games, the Rams. I think he had more receiving yards than Allen Robinson had this whole year. If I'm not mistaken, mm. at least it, the mm. fact that it's even close tells you all you need to know. So, and, I, and, to, and to be fair, the Cooper Cup was was Matthew Stafford's
3: favorite target, right? Yeah. Like we, we saw that is that's all he was throwing the ball to was Cooper Cup, and you know, unfortunately, he got hurt from it. But right, like it's just like, hey, let's figure out how to di- diversify. Like we've been talking about. So Cooper Cup, might, he might be healthy at this point, right? Like if he wasn't targeted so much, could he be healthy at this point? We don't know, right? That's in the past, but and we have to move forward. And, you know, the regulars are up next. So, you know, excited to see what, what this uh, new offense is going to look like. To make, make
2: look like. <laughs> <laughs> what even, what even offense are we going to get cam? I mean, this is like opening yeah. up your present on Christmas morning. Like, uh, is it Wolford? Is it Perkins? Are they just going to be like, you know what? We're insane. We know we're insane. We were insane when we <laughs> made the trade for Stafford. So you guys shouldn't be surprised when we throw out number 17 Baker Mayfield to start and not even like, I mean, this guy literally finds out he's a Ram at four o'clock Eastern time uh, on Tuesday. Right. And so he gets to LA at eight. He's been in LA for not even like 48 hours. I mean, if this guy actually starts, Sean McVay is insane, like beyond (laughs) insane in the membrane. Like it's just, what the hell, but I'm all for it, right? Because here's, here's what I'll, here's my argument, cam for why they should start him because before people turn the channel, understand this, the Rams are not running that really complicated, same offensive structure that they were running with Matthew Stafford. Okay. John yeah. Wolford may know most of the offense, but they can't even run that offense because they don't have the offensive line to do it. They don't have the weapons to do it. You think about it where does Kevin Stefanski's offense fall into falls in that same Shanahan type of tree. Right. So Mm -hmm. you take the fact that Baker is hopefully I saw a meme where the guy's like reading the everything really, really fast on like a talent show and he's trying to read it back. (laughs) And it's, (laughs) it's just like, hopefully that that's what he's doing. Uh, But look, this guy got the playbook. He was hopefully reading it the whole uh, flight down. Um, and then in in addition to that, you know, he already has the playbook in hand, reading it, studying it. He's got Sean McVay to make things easy. I mean, look at what he did with Jared Goff that last year, you know, made things easy on him. So you have that aspect. You have the fact his offenses that he knows in the past are very rooted in very much rooted in the same type of offense. He's going to be asked to run at the same time. Number three it's a vanilla type of offense. Like it's, they do more motioning and stuff than a vanilla offense would do. They're using wide receivers as running backs, you know, like treating them like, you know, Brandon Powell and all that. But for yeah. the most part, it's relatively vanilla compared to what we would see with Stafford. So that is my argument to let him start. He can make all the throws, Uh, the mobility, You know, I I think it's not like you put in a guy who's a statue like this guy can get away and escape pressure. So I don't know where where you're at on that. But I I kind of feel like they should start him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's a
3: he's a pro at the end of of the day. Jay. right. He gets he got paid a lot of money to be a first round draft pick. So his life is football at the end of the day. And so, like you said, once he found out he was a Ram he was I'm sure he was flipping through that playbook, right? And he said, like, so you have Sean McVay? Go <laughs> real fast. You got Sean McVay to hop in his ear and say, hey, look for your first option. Your first option isn't there. Throw over here. So it, it's, you know, one thing our coaches just say um, in the meet rooms, they always just say, hey, we're going to keep this playbook as simple as possible. And the saying was, keep it simple, stupid, <laughs> right? Just keep it super simple so you can go out and execute and play fast. And so – like you said, whether they start him or not, we're not sure. We're not back there making the decisions. But why not start him? Why not give him a, a, a set of plays that he's comfortable with? At least start the game off, see what happens. And if Wolfer needs to come in and play or Perkins needs to come in play, sure. But let the man start. Let's see what we can do. Get him that confidence going because we need to finish strong the rest of the season. I mean, and I think you mentioned it before. We have a couple games left that that the Rams can win, right? Uh, with the Raiders, I know the Seahawks beat the Raiders. But we were su- we were this close to beating the Seahawks. And then the rest of the games coming up, it's a possibility. The Chargers, the Raiders beat the Chargers. So it is a po- the Broncos, it is a possibility to win the rest of these games. And I think if if Sean McVay can put together something genius, and then we know he can do it now. We know the genius is in him. So if he can figure something out, keep the playbook simple for Baker Mayfield between now and the end of the season, I think the Rams are sitting pretty
2: I agree and and I'll I'll ask you this Cam you know the last two games if Baker Mayfield starts those games and say he doesn't have to know the actual offense but say if he started more he he knew at least the base level uh, enough to start a game in the NFL do you think the Rams win one if not both of those games yeah
3: why not why, why not? I don't if, think if the he has Chiefs Charles were overly it, impressive.
2: They were one of six in no. the red zone. The Rams could have taken advantage of that, right? I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: yeah. And that's where the Rams defense comes in as well, right? Where Bobby Wagner has to keep cranking up his play, right? Michael Hoyt coming in, keep cranking up their play. And so the Rams defense special teams, they know that they they have a situation on their hands, similar to what the season's been like, but they're starting to turn up their game play. Jalen Ramsey locking in, right? Like, I, I don't know what was going on with Jalen Ramsey. I know he, he has a lot of great plays. I know we see a lot of the bad ones because they got to help him out against, in the second They got to help double teams. Come on, he can't do it himself. <laughs> I mean, the great Jim
2: Everett finally came out and was like, Taylor Rapp's covering grass there. There's nobody there, you know? And it's like the last play of the game, and I don't think we don't, we haven't talked about this yet, but real quick, the last play of the game, Brian Baldinger of NFL Network. Dude is awesome with his breakdowns. He does it in such a simple way, um, but you know that that last play with Metcalf, like first yeah. off, as he says, like Ramsey does not have bad coverage on it. Right at that point, it's just like a penalty kick because Ramsey guesses here, so he puts the the arm down here, the ball goes here. You know, so it's mm-hmm. it's like a guessing game. But what should have happened is that he had good coverage. Bobby Wagner has the running back that's leaking out of the backfield. So I trust Wagner one on one, right? Taylor Rapp is there. Why is Taylor? We don't know what play was called, but there's no way Raheem Morrison said, I got an idea. And he put those two next to each other. So then Taylor Rapp is covering grass. If Taylor Rapp was actually you know, moving his hips and, and, you know, kind of just getting in the way of Geno Smith when he's about to throw it, maybe a little hesitation gets the pass rush there quickly. Uh, You know, it's an incomplete pass, but it's not just Taylor app's fault because then as Baldinger brings up, Nick Scott is covering, covering the deep area of the end zone and there's nobody even coming there. So now he has to run over. And like he's saying, Jalen did his part you need to at least be there and give Metcalf a hit on the ball. As soon as it gets there, that needs to be right on a dime. And Nick Scott gets there late. It's all on Ramsey. Now it's like Ramsey needs help. And I think we're going to see that next year. They're going to evaluate the film and be like, we need some more help in the secondary. This guy deserves it. You know, Troy Hill's been having issues with injuries all year. So I don't know if they'll bring him back, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things, man. It's been incredibly frustrating. Cause now you have all these people like Ramsey's washed. He's trash. I'm like, no, 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 Just enjoy this right now. Ramsey haters, because he is coming for blood next year. He, there is no <laughs> yeah. way. And, and also give this guy some respect, man. He's out there. He's balling and and, and he's putting his body and his life on the line in games that are meaningless at this point. I mean, think about that in the grand scheme of things, you're already the best cornerback in football. I don't care how this season went. You're the best cornerback in football. You just won the super bowl. I mean, Jalen could have just like been like, ow, my elbow and just sat out the rest of the year. But Mm -hmm. I have a tremendous amount of respect for somebody that's willing to go out there, put his body on the line and he's doing it this week. And they're three and nine, you know,
3: and he's and to be honest, he's getting, he's getting the when he gets beat, he gets beat by Hall of Famers. I mean yeah. Travis Kelsey, DJ Metcalf, like these guys are going to the Hall of Fame. And so and you mentioned it, the double teams. He needs help on those double teams. He's all by himself, and in that red zone play, when guys know the the game is on the line, <laughs> the game is on the line. Who's Geno Smith's favorite target? DJ Metcalf. So you would think those guys would want to cheat over to wherever DJ Metcalf was. If he started in the bathroom and ended up in the stands, you need to cheat over to where he's going because the yeah. ball's going to get thrown to him. And so, you, see, you can't put it all on Jalen Ramsey. Having some support from his supporting cast would be helpful. And so, next year, like you said, I know you give Taylor Rapp a... Uh, <laughs> Taylor Rapp is, is on your, your your bad list there. <laughs> I don't know if he's getting a gift, from, gift on Christmas from you, but... <laughs> having some support next year would be big for Taylor
2: Ramsey. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I mean, I don't mean to like rip the guy in half, but it's, just, it's been so frustrating watching this year because their defense is still really good despite their shortcomings. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. really like their defense has been really good this year. I mean, I know now it's starting to kind of, but now you're, you're playing guys that weren't even supposed to be playing right now. Um, trust me. I could get into, it's not just Taylor rap. I mean, like I said, Nick Scott, uh, you know, the, the play before that setting that up with Darion Kendrick, just like letting the guy waltz in there into the red zone. You can't have that. Like there's no excuse yeah. for them to have given up that game. Um, The offense should have scored more points. And that sounds weird, but they should have done better. Uh, But the defense absolutely should have done better. And at, at the end and Ramsey deserved more help than what he got. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at this game though, cam you have the Rams offense. We talked about, we have no idea who's going to start. Uh, but Mm -hmm. I got to give credit. I mean, I don't think he was great, but Cam Akers scored two touchdowns. And when it mattered the most, I thought his two best runs of the game were at the goal line, which has been his Mm -hmm. biggest issue, not just fumbling, but he just hasn't had the nose for the end zone. I don't know what it has been, but he's made really poor reads decisions, kind of danced around he had to this time around, but it's his vision. Like he was able to kind of find a crease and kind of just fit a little bit in there and, and get that six, uh, both times. Um, I think cam Akers, uh, Kyron Williams, I think being able to run the football is going to keep you in this game. Um, Bruce. I know they did it 20 times, uh, last week with the running backs. They went for 171. If you include the wide receivers, keep doing what Mm -hmm. you were doing last week. I have no issue with that. I mean, obviously you got to change up things a little bit, right? Cause like the Raiders will just be like, they're running the same They're running the same exact stuff they ran last week. But (laughs) you know, that general idea, like keep that same type of energy, uh, especially if you want to start Baker Mayfield. I mean, it doesn't get easier for a, a quarterback to start if you're running the ball a bunch of times to have success, you know, and the yeah. Raiders are not a great run defense, right? They do give up a lot of uh, yards to running backs, um, but mm-hmm. they have maybe are, the yeah. hottest running back in the NFL right now mm-hmm. in Jacobs. And this yeah. guy is on a mission. They're five and seven. They're trying to save face. Uh, they they still have a shot at the playoffs. I mean, let's not, they're playing for something. Um, <laughs> yeah. They just had a really good win against Seattle two weeks ago. They had another really good win against the Chargers. So they're starting to find something. It took a little bit. McDaniels has the offense. Uh, I won't say humming, but things are starting to look better. Devontae Adams is getting involved, but Josh Jacobs is not just mm-hmm. playing for this team and their success, but it's hard to get paid in the NFL as a running back. He is on his way to getting a, he's not going to get a girly contract. I think we're done with those that, that era. I don't think teams want to pay running Mm -hmm. backs like that anymore, but he could command the most of anybody in this uh, free agency, especially if Saquon gets re-signed by the giants. So look Jacobs, he can hurt you every which way, you know, he's, he's not a bad uh, pass protector for one. Um, He's a really good, you know, obviously a, a pure runner can run with power, can run with speed, uh, you know, we've known about him for a while. I mean, he kind of caught people by surprise because of how early he was drafted. Uh, he wasn't even really the feature back at Alabama, but um, the guy just has unreal talent. And then his pass catching ability. I think we really saw that take another level this year. So this is yeah. somebody that is really just having, he he's just really giving teams fits, which is opening up the door for Derek Carr and the other guys to get going, so mm-hmm. Cam, I gotta tell you right off the rip, I, I need to know where number twenty-eight is, like at yeah. all times. I mean, this guy could win you the game. He he could be, and, you know,
3: it's just and number seventeen too, and number seventeen, yeah, Devontae oh, Adams. Yeah. I mean, if he has one hand behind his back, he he might still catch it. So like, hey. Double-team him. (laughs) Like we said, double-team DJ Metcalf. Every game, there's someone you need to double-team or they're going to win the game. And DJ Metcalf was the person we needed to double-team, and unfortunately, we fell short of that, right? Devontae Adams, double-team, triple-team, I don't care what you do, but figure out how to get get bodies on on him. And then Josh Jacobs as well. Aaron Donald's not uh, in the lineup anymore for the Rams' defensive line, and so the defensive line has to make sure that they contain Josh Jacobs. That's going to be all, every day in practice, stop the run, stop the run, anchor, anchor, anchor. We talk about that all the time, the line of scrimmage being one of the most important things when it comes to the game of football. And Josh Jacob owns the line of scrimmage at this point, right? Anytime he touches the ball, he's moving that line of scrimmage everywhere he goes. So for the Rams' defense, it's going to be extremely important for, for them to stop the run and also Devontae Adams and then also, too, for the Raiders, the Raiders defensive line. I mean, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby; those guys are wrecking havoc anywhere and anywhere they go. I think Chandler had three sacks last week. Um, I played with him at Syracuse. the The man is the man is next level, and making sure that there's some max protection for Baker Mayfield or or for Wolfers going to be extremely important. Or we're going to have to get to the third or fourth string quarterback that the Rams have, and so making sure that we lock down on, on, on offense make sure that we lock down those two guys on the edge for the Raiders. Things going to be extremely important for the Rams.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think when you you look at the offense, you know, we talk about Josh Jacobs, we talk about Devontae Adams. I think Mac Collins deserves a mention. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is somebody he left Miami. And I always felt like he kind of had more talent than like the league gave him credit for. And I feel like this year he's starting to kind of show it a little bit. Um, mm. albeit there have been a bevy of injuries for the Raiders. I mean, Billings is out, Rocky Asin is out, you know, Hall's out, uh, Horstead's out. I mean, you know, then there you have guys like um, you know, Renfro, right? And then, you mm. know, they also don't have Darren Waller. I mean, there are guys that I mean, they have some serious injuries, right? So it's one of those things where, you know, I look at this team and I'm like, they're still fighting just like the Rams are still fighting. They're down, but they're not out. Um, you know, I just think what Josh Jacobs can do. I mean, he could blow up the game. So can Devontae Adams uh, Adams has mm-hmm. given Ramsey problems in the past. Uh, Keelan Cole isn't half bad. He was one of the top receivers for the jets prior uh, to joining them. And then I think the offensive line, there's opportunity here for the Rams pass rush, Colton Miller, He's a solid player. Dylan Parham's a free, uh, not free agent. He's a um a rookie uh, out of Memphis, the third rounder uh, at left guard. You have Andre James, Alex Bars, and Jermaine Illuminor. And I just don't think they're a great offensive line by any stretch. I think that is honestly what makes Josh Jacobs so damn impressive, Cam, is that he doesn't have like... The you know built for tough offensive line of the year Rams in twenty you know uh, two thousand eighteen <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have uh you know the Cowboys offensive line of the year like you know back when Zeke Elliott first came out of the scene he is not mm-hmm. running behind the greatest offensive line in football he's just making stuff happen you know and so big plays yeah I, I look at this offensive line and I'm like this is an opportunity for Hoyt again you know he bullied mm-hmm. I mean let's be honest here. I think Charles Cross has a future in this league. He bullied him. First round pick, mm-hmm. bullied him. Uh, you know, Leonard Floyd, I think is somebody, you know, he can definitely get after it. And, you know, he's done that. I think Jermaine Illuminor, I think he can, you know, beat 1v1. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams give Carr some fits. I mean, you know, really looking at their offensive line, I wouldn't be surprised about it at all. I think when you look at the defense, they got a lot of guys that can force turnovers. Uh, you know, you look at Trayvon uh, Merig uh, from TCU, you have guys like that. You have Nate Hobbs, who's a really good tackling corner, you got Perryman. I mean, they filled this team with hard-hitting players. Amik Robertson is known for being that hard-hitting nickelback. And then, you know, I think you look at, you know, obviously you mentioned Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. Uh, those guys can force turnovers off the edge. You got Jayon Brown, formerly from the Titans. I mean, there are guys all over the place that will rip the ball out or they will hit you so hard that you don't have the ball anymore. And so, uh, you know, cam makers, beware, right? Uh, yeah. Kyron Williams who had eight fumbles in his college career. Beware. You know, this is again, mm-hmm. we haven't seen fumbles from the Rams. Like, right. Like it hasn't happened in a while. Knock <laughs> I'm knocking yeah. on wood right now, but I'm looking at this team and I got news for you, Cam. I don't feel good about this. <laughs> like they let mm-hmm. Jonathan Abram go. And that dude hits people harder than anybody I've ever seen. Cause I, I saw mm-hmm. his practice up close and personal. That guy has popped behind his pads, but he's yeah. gone they didn't lose that hard hitting, like, you know, fearsome uh, ability that they have in that defense. I mean, they still have that with those guys. So that is a little concerning to me. I think this is a physical defense. Um, They're not great against the run, Uh, but, you know, you don't have to be great against the run. You could give up a 99 yard run. And then if you strip the ball out the one yard line, you did your job, right? I mean, you know, like yeah, the ball goes yeah. out of bounds. It's a safe, uh, not a safety. It's a, you know, a touch and touchback and then you get the ball, you know? Yeah, so the Rams, Rams
3: are going to have to run the, run the football. Uh, and like, as we're talking, as I'm thinking about it, you're going to have to run the football it. because of, and protect it. Right. Yeah. Cause if Baker Mayfield's back there, he's going to, he's going to get pressured. I know uh, for the chargers, they got pressured a lot. Um, he's gonna get pressure Baker Mayfield, so they're gonna have to run the ball really, really well to set up the pass. Run the damn ball, right? Right. It's it's, it's run the damn ball like that's that's all we need to happen. Um, I'm really excited to see this this Rams offense. I think we saw a a different one this past week with Brandon Powell. So, Brandon Powell, hold on to that football because you're gonna be running against Denzel Perriman, like you said, who who brings who who lays the wood. I mean, the man hits really hard, he's from Miami. he, he can play ball uh, okay. flat out that, that, that Raiders defense, they can play ball, but they're not unbeatable. They're not unbeatable. Like you said, they, they don't, they give up the run a lot. And I think the Rams ran the ball 20 times last week. They need to probably amp that up to about 30, <laughs> 30, if they can to find some success. But, um, and then also to Tyler Higby, if my man Higby can come alive, I think that'd be really great for this Rams team. I mean, he needs to come alive these next couple of games Uh, because I know some of the Rams fans are like, hey, this guy's not catching the ball too well, or his speed is not too well. So uh, I'm I'm hoping that he shows out this this game coming up against the Raiders.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't think I would be in a position where I'm saying, you know, okay, uh, Tyler Higby, I don't know about the future at tight end anymore. I mean, Tyler Higby is arguably the greatest tight end in Rams history. Now, there Mm. haven't been a a ton of great tight ends. Um, You know, (laughs) I will give a shout out to, Pete Holohan. Uh I'll give a shout out to uh Billy Truix and I'll give a shout out to and I'll probably just keep it at that. Roland Williams cuz Roland, Roland Syracuse.
3: Syracuse guy. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm about
2: to say got to be roll. He he actually yeah, he came on uh came on the show uh want to say last year two years ago. He's a big Rams fan still. So, yeah. he, I think he lives in all his Rings. Yeah, he lives in L.A. wears all his ring. He's a Thousand Oaks, uh, great guy. Yeah, <laughs> that that guy is awesome. He deserves a shout out. Uh, I also, um, I, I just, I just have to say, like with Higby, he's still. I mean, it doesn't change the fact he's probably the greatest Rams tight end of all time. Um, but I don't know if it's necessarily me against Higby uh, because I I feel like he's banged up. Cam, I've said that. I know they mm. haven't really reported it, although he finally missed practice. I think it was like a rest. Uh, So I kind of feel like he's just banged up and maybe not like voicing that. Uh, He just Mm. doesn't feel like he did earlier in the season. I don't feel like guys just fall off for no reason. Right. Um, Right. So I would say this now is the time for Bryson Hopkins to step up and for you to actually use him. Cause if Mm. you don't even have him, I'm a little worried about Higby and how much they're paying him right now. You don't have a tight end. Blanton's out the door. Mm. You're not giving Jacob Harris a shot. They don't even know what they're doing with Jacob Harris. So Mm. I I just feel like this is a team that could very well be looking at the tight end position early in the draft next year. Uh, you know, uh, they could be looking at him free agency. Um, they were interested in Zach Ertz at one point or another. So it's the Rams are weird like that. Like they've, they've shown (laughs) in the past, like, Hey, you know, we, we were interested in tight end and now they're not. And, I mean, look, OJ Howard was available and they didn't even like move an inch to go out and get him. So, I mm. mean, could you really tell me right now that OJ Howard couldn't help this team at tight end? I know he's not really doing much, but I feel like with a, in a Sean McVay offense, he could do something.
3: Yeah. I played with OJ at the Buccaneers. I mean, he's mossed me plenty of times. I mean, the man six, five, you know, 240 some pounds running a four, six or four five. Like there's, there's no way that he could not, that he couldn't be an asset to the Rams. And I, I think, too, I think we talk about this. The the tight end a lot of times is the quarterback's best friend, right? Yeah. And so you, you think about a Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Tom Brady, and um, our guy Gronk. And so having the tight end at the disposal of a quarterback is extremely important, especially in a time like this where you got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, you know, rushing the, rushing the passer how about you dump it to the tight end and, and gain some yards, right? Convert. And I think that's one thing we talked about uh, this past week is we feel like the Rams had the best complimentary – they played the best complimentary football that they played all year this past game against the Seahawks. And so when it comes to the safety of a quarterback, the way you complement that is you run the ball and have someone to throw to, which is the tight end. So, you know, we'll see what the Rams do. Like you said, they, we, we make some interesting um, – interesting trades and acquisitions. So the the tight end would be, would be really nice around this time.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing Johnny Munt knew more uh, on the the Vikings, you know, and that's a guy Mm -hmm. I know they, they wanted back, but he decided to follow Kevin Um, O'Connell. It's very, very interesting. You got Roger Carter on the practice squad. Yeah. I think Jared Pinkney still there. I don't know. You got to get one of those guys going. Uh, if not, I think Michael Hoyt's going to have to be pulling double duty, man. I think he's going to have to just come in and play tight end because, uh, I, they need a spark, you know, at that position eventually, you know, I'll say this, the Rams don't even need receivers. Like if you gave them an elite tight end, uh, John Wolford could have cut you up because Mm -hmm. like you're saying, like, a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. It's their mm-hmm. safety net security blanket, whatever. If you like Tyler Higby not a hundred percent and that's who you're throwing to. And then Bryson Hopkins comes in and you don't even trust him. You don't have that. And now all of a mm-hmm. sudden you're not really using running back screens. What are you doing? You know? And, and that, mm-hmm. that's a really good point that you made because I, I do think tight end has become somewhat of a need if we're really addressing it the rest of the year, you're not going to be able to change much, but I'm thinking next year, the Rams look at this. If Bryson doesn't step up or if they just don't use it, maybe they just, they're just not that high on him, but um, you know, he's got to step up and they got to give him an opportunity. Uh, you know, I think looking at the defense, speaking of opportunity, I'm hoping we see Daniel Hardy. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Hardy was activated off IR last week. He's their seventh round pick. He is the only answer <laughs> The only answer they had all offseason to losing Von Miller, they drafted Daniel Hardy in the 7th round. Now, I'm a Hardy mm-hmm. fan, right? I just don't know why they waited until the 7th round to address the pass rusher spot, but it's time to let him play because I need to yep. know and the Rams need to know what the hell is going on with him. Like, does this mm-hmm. guy have it? If he has it, get him these reps. You're never going to find a more valuable uh, you know, losing season than right now because the Rams are in an interesting position where they can take literally everybody by shock next year, except for the Believe in Rams podcast, um, and <laughs> turn it around and run it back a year later, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if they won the Super Bowl next year. As crazy as that sounds, I don't think it's that crazy. I think they've had ridiculous amount of injuries. And I think that they tried some experimenting, you know, with an Allen Robinson here and maybe trying to change their philosophy a little bit and I think it blew up in their face a little bit just because all the injuries and so i think mm-hmm. things will change if they go back to more of the you know hey we're comfortable with this let's stick with this let's bring back a familiar piece things like that and then they obviously need by the graces of god to not be injured everywhere uh
3: where depth comes in they got to build the yeah, depth now they got to figure it out now
2: exactly and that's where it starts with the bryson hopkins here and a daniel hardy here and they got to They got to give these guys a a shot, right? So Mm -hmm. that is, that's my hope. I will say Baker threw to a lot of tight ends in Cleveland. So if he comes to the Rams, uh, in, you know, he starts, uh, as early as Thursday or or next week, if I'm being honest, um, I think it's more likely we see Perkins on Thursday. We see a little Baker Mm -hmm. just trying to get his feet wet a little bit, but we see a little Mm -hmm. Baker, maybe Baker comes in if the game is a blowout or uh, you know, if they're looking for that spark, say the offense just isn't quite clicking the way they want it to. And then at the half they put in Baker Mayfield, hopefully he he ignites a spark in that offense. I could see that, but I think they're really planning for the next week because you get like the mini buy essentially playing on Thursday night. Um, But the way I see it is that, like, Baker was throwing to Njoku. Baker was throwing to Harrison Bryant. Baker was throwing to uh, Austin Hooper. I mean, he threw to all different tight ends. And I feel like, you know, he definitely having that, you know, like, expectation, like when he was throwing to Tommy Tremble with Carolina and, you know, Ian Thomas. Like, I don't think he's a guy that's going to prioritize one tight end over the other. He really never did. So I think that's a good thing. You put them in there. Maybe you can get Bryson Hopkins some opportunities. Maybe you can get Roger Carter some opportunities. Who knows? Maybe they sign another tight end after this week and be like, all right, we, we need some help here, you know, because it, yeah. it's it's gotten to the point where now we're talking about it. And before mm-hmm. we weren't talking about it, it just felt like, oh, Tyler Higby's the top 10 tight end in football when healthy. That's cool. You know, like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter who the backup is because we haven't had to see the backup. And now it's like, what are we doing? <laughs>
3: Yeah, we need we need to tight in here. <laughs> especially for under, especially for undersized quarterbacks, too, right? A lot of time with undersized quarterbacks, you know, Baker Mayfield might be six feet tall, maybe if that. And so yeah. having having a quick outlet um is gonna be extremely important. And and I want to say this too for for Bryce Perkins as he's preparing for this game, Wolford, you know, whoever starts there, continue continue to fight. Cause at the end of the day with Bryce Perkins, he's a run first quarterback, right? I went back and watched him his Virginia tape, like I said last week. And my man is looking to run the football at the end of the day. And then Wolford as well. Last week, a lot of sprint outs. I don't know if you saw a lot of, oh, yeah, sprint outs for Wolford. And so continuing to do a lot of those things to get the quarterbacks on the move. Rams quarterbacks like to be on the move and like to pass on the move. So continuing to create scenarios like that. Come on, Sean McVay. Get, it, get in that lab. Let's cook something up. And then when Baker Mayfield gets a chance to hit the field, Excite the Rams nation! Hey, let's let's give him some deep balls. Let's to Tutu Atwell. Let's yes. let's change it up, man. Let, yes. Let's shake things up. It's the time to shake things up. Believe in Tutu.
2: <laughs> yes, I mean, my God, Baker Mayfield deep to Tutu Atwell, touchdown, L.A. Like chills, man. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. I had freaking chills when Matthew Stafford hit Tutu Atwell and Stride against the Saints. They were winning that ball game if he didn't get hurt. And maybe we're talking about a completely different team if he doesn't get hurt. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, it seemed like they that Saints game is when they really started to to put their best foot forward, and uh, you know they start playing with like another level of like urgency, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's th- this is a big game uh, because you don't get many primetime games moving forward. You this is the only one at SoFi. Uh, because, you know, I know everyone is convinced they'll keep battle for LA because of what it means, but no, they're not. They're going to flex that out of Sunday night football. There's no way that that is going to be Sunday night football. I think it's week 15 or 16. There's no way it's going to be Baker Mayfield versus uh, Justin Herbert. And the big redeeming quality here is that they play at the same stadium and that Justin Herbert (laughs) is trying to lead the chargers to the playoffs no one's going to care, right? It's going to be a Dallas Cowboys game. It's going to be a 49ers game. It's going to be a chiefs bills. There are way too many teams that are playing meaningful football right now that are going to take that. So with that Mm. said, the Rams have two guaranteed primetime games. One of them is in green Bay and this one is in LA. This is the only one in LA and these two have a rival, right? A rivalry because it's not yeah. a big rivalry it's not like the the players are really in on this rivalry but the fans because yeah. <laughs> the carson project let's not forget the raiders were uh, expected to move to la with the chargers things changed and the raiders ended up going to vegas and you could argue the population of raiders fans in la i mean it might be bigger because they were there longer right so yeah. i mean My that is raiders definitely fan, not player. There.
3: And I played for the Rams. He would he would say, hey, son, like, I got the Raiders on this one. I don't know, but I got the Raiders. A lot of my family are Raiders fans were from L.A. So, yeah, there the, you the go. black hole is going to be in full effect uh, and so far is this week.
2: Your family was rooting against you?
3: They, I mean, they were the Raiders. So, quick story, <laughs> we, we, played, we played a game <laughs> at the Raiders stadium uh, in 2016, I think it was, 2015 or 2016. And my family members, they were like, hey, like, I got to wear Raiders gear because like I want to see you on the field. And if I'm wearing Rams gear, something bad might happen to me. But oh I was like, my
2: God, that's right.
3: Yeah. By yeah, the way, it's, I it's think, like that.
2: I think that's why if you, you're wondering, um, I a hundred percent people could tell me I'm wrong and I would still think I'm right. Um, the Rams <laughs> and chargers are only sharing because the Rams and chargers like, so Stan Kroenke, that whole pitch to the NFL is that we want this to be a campus that's kind of family friendly. And I feel like if it was Rams Raiders, that's the type of shit you'd be dealing with. And I just feel like they're like, no, we're not having that. You know what I'm I'm saying?
3: Little kids uh, flipping up middle fingers at us on the bus. Like Raiders fans are, they're a different breed. God bless them. But when I saw little kids literally giving us the bird while we were traveling to the stadium... In the bus, asinine, I knew I was like, okay, it's family. Like, y- y'all are good to where you're ready year for this game. Like y'all are good.
2: And and, and I I want to give Cam a moment of silence because he had to play in that god awful stadium.
3: Oh <laughs> man, with the baseball field attached to it, and like every time on kickoff, we're running through sand and then hitting grass, like oh. that. And a lot of teammates got hurt on that field. So I, I mean, let's talk about fields real real quick. I know yeah. we talked about Matthew Stafford and his injury going to. Purely grass fields would be amazing. I mean, as a former player, like if like you no better, dirt, though. it smells better. <laughs> no, and no dirt, not no baseball dirt. That's that's no bueno. <laughs> Let's no, cut that
1: yeah. out. <laughs> I, uh,
2: I used to sit there and I was like, I, it didn't matter if you guys were one in 15. Okay. I'm watching Rams games and I'm watching. And when you guys played the Raiders, I was sitting there like, you know, this is ugly, man. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if you guys are up 52 to nothing. Uh, they did win 52 to nothing against the Raiders. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't matter what you're up because that stadium sucks. No one goes there. And the A's are going to move to Vegas now because no one gives a shit about that stadium. It's disgusting. <laughs>
3: It was brutal. It was brutal. A lot of injuries and in at that, that stadium. So and it just looks suggested be-
2: a baseball yeah. diamond on a football field, like yeah. the atmosphere of mean. a football game. <laughs> you know, seeing the grass, saying even seeing the turf. I'm against turf entirely. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. I'm an ally, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I there's something about a football field. There's something about baseball diamond where like the field is part of the experience. It's not the same mm-hmm. like you know, you go to a hockey game and like the ice is really cool. It's got the logo. No idea how they do that. Really cool. But it's (laughs) not like the experience, right? Like it's cool, but it doesn't feel like it's like, like baseball diamond that, that is crazy looking, you know, baseball park Mm -hmm. looks amazing. Football field looks amazing. You start putting like, you know, baseball diamonds with football fields or football fields with baseball diamonds. Or when I went to the Yankee game and I see, God forbid, I see soccer lines, like a soccer field line in the outfield. That makes me want to hurl. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> confusing I, i'm just confused the whole time I'm like what is this you know yeah, I,
2: I know and i'm like why is it like mm. it's kind of going out of bounds so it's like it doesn't even look nice like if you did the i'm not saying i would advocate for a baseball diamond ever but you put a baseball diamond in the middle and i guess it looks a little bit better it's just how they obviously have to do it but it looks so bad it looks like yeah. someone made it on like microsoft paint like they had to mm-hmm. create like <laughs> it's just, Awful, man. It's very
3: elementary. It it is very elementary. That's what you do with peewee. You know, peewee, you play football (laughs) on the baseball fields, like in the corner of the outfield, like... Let's get away from
2: that. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And uh, let's get away from that because we're going to piss off some people who apparently love baseball diamonds on football fields. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> th- that is a very, very, very small minority, but I'm sure they're out there. Maybe a weird fetish or something. Um, the X factors. <laughs> so so going in this game, the X factors here, Cam, uh, you mm-hmm. know, I'll throw one for each team. Obviously, we always do this. So the Rams offensive side, the X factor has to be 2-2 two, Atwell. Two for me. Um, I just think he's a guy that can break the game open. And if you can get him the ball, uh, I think now, you know, Sean McVay is now known that, like, hey, look, like we don't have the quarterback to get him the ball. Maybe Bryce Perkins can, um, but Wolford can't. And so if they don't trust Bryce Perkins to throw, then we don't have a quarterback to get him the football. So they're gonna try different ways. You know, obviously same how they did with Powell. I think they're going to use them more in the end of rounds. Um, you know, I think the, the important thing here is just cause you have Brandon Powell doesn't mean he has to be exclusively that guy. You can still use that well and vice versa. Um, and I thought they complemented each other well, cause they run with different styles. One's more speed. One's more, you know, quick, like the, the more jaggedy steps, right? Like uh, you know, that's of course Powell. So I think he's an X factor there for the Rams on the offensive side, the defensive side, I'm going to go with my guy, Michael Hoyt. I picked him up in a dynasty (laughs) fantasy league. He is starting for me, man. I didn't think Mm -hmm. that was even possible, but I lost Aaron Dolan. So I had to do something. Michael Hoyt had two sacks last week. Uh, you know, he had a forced fumble and his only second start at outside linebacker. Very excited about mm-hmm. him. Then you look over at the Raiders, the offense. Um, I'm not going to go with Josh Jacobs because that seems way too obvious. Right. So I'm going to say uh, it's going to be Foster Moreau. Um, we talked about tight ends. They've been a big focal point on this podcast, this episode in, you know, specifically to the Rams but Moreau has had to take over. And I think he's done a pretty decent job considering Darren Waller's out that those are huge shoes to fill. And I think mm-hmm. Moreau, it, you know, he's a guy that can make plays. Um, you know, he's a guy that can find the end zone. He's somebody that can hold on to con- you know, when he, you know, catches through contact. Uh, so I think Moreau is definitely, you know, when the Rams are trying to force their focus onto Devonte Adams and, and Josh Jacobs, they can't let Moreau beat them. They, they did a really nice job. The majority of the year, uh, you know, stopping tight ends kind of, you know, like they, they've kind of let tight ends go a little bit out on them. You know, you talk about Fant mm-hmm. last week and um, you know, obviously like Kelsey, Kelsey's going to beat you any week, but um, you know, he's definitely, you know, that guy. And then I think on the defensive side, um, you know, you gotta, I mean, Is he an X factor? He's he is the factor, right? But there's also another guy there that I'll let you use because I know you want to use him. So I'm going to go with Max Crosby, Um, (laughs) friend of the show. Alexis and I interviewed him on DTR uh, when he came out of Eastern Michigan. And this guy ran a ridiculous 40 time. He had a great combine. And I was like, who is this guy? So I go and I watch the tape and I'm like, that needs to be a ramp. Okay, he Mm. needs to be a ramp. They need to draft (laughs) this guy. And then Alexis set up an interview with him. So we talked with him. Really nice dude. Really humble. And he's turned into one of the best pass rushers in football. And the guy was drafted in the fourth round the year that they drafted uh, freaking Cleland Farrell fourth overall. So uh, it's, you know, that is something there. But he's somebody that is so dangerous because he's fast. He's quick. He's smart. He can help you in the run game, but he's also like a legit pass rusher. That's got a plan. He's not a guy that's going to sit there and, you know, do all like these <laughs> hand waves, high fives. All. No, no, no. This guy has an arsenal and he's going to use it. And even more so, he always knows where the football is, man. He is going to go after you. If you're going back to pass, he is going to hit you right here where it hurts. Yeah. And you're going to drop <laughs> that ball. So yeah. he's the X factor. Uh, max double X Crosby
3: double X. Okay. And I'm going to stay on the Raiders side for my X factors. I'm going to go the opposite side of the line. Of, oh not the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, but the other side, right? And Chandler Jones, I mean, can, can we say hall of famer? The guy he's three great. sacks last week. He's great. Led the league in sacks when he was with the Patriots, uh, Cardinals, like he's a flat out baller. So we call him in college, we call him Sackman Jones, the, the man, the man is a beast. Um, and so that goes without saying anything else. And then the offensive side, you mentioned Rams would have the double team Devontae Adams. Mm. And they're going to have to stop the run with Josh Jacobs. But the person I think they're going to find, they're going to look for is Max Hollins. Uh, Matt Hollins. He's, he's shown out. I know he has that captain letter on his, on his Jersey. So the team trusts him. And so I'm sure he's going the, the ball's going to find him a lot. This game coming up, if the Rams do what they're supposed to do to double team Devontae Adams, like that's, that's just period, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like the thing with Steph Curry. You know, like guard him once he wakes up. Like Devontae Adams, guard him as soon as he's finished brushing his teeth. It's- hey, right there, defense, let's go. So double teaming him is going to be really important. And then on the Rams side, um, sticking with the offense, I'm going to go Brandon Powell. My man Powell was balling. Like I said, I-, I felt a little debo. Seeing him cut through the line of scrimmage, when you, when you see smaller guys in football – run through the line of scrimmage, like, it takes a lot. I mean, the guy, like you said, five, you know, five, five, eight, five, nine, maybe, soaking wet, 180 pounds, 70 pounds, going against guys that are 290, 280, and guys that are hitting hard, you know, like like a Denzel Perriman. So, Brendan Powell's going to be my, my X Factor. Um, I think he crushed it last week, and I think he'll crush it this week. Um, and then, on defense uh, for the Rams, the Assassin, Nick Scott, I mean, the, I'm starting to of like him more and more each week. I know you always call him out. Uh, he's been on your X Factor for, I'm sure, a couple of these episodes, these podcasts. But just to see him progress, to see um, to see how how he does in in the game and, and separates people from the ball, I think that's my favorite part. When you know, we have a safety that can really remove uh, an, uh, an offensive uh, player from the football, oh yeah, that's that's exciting to see. And so um, I, I know they call him the assassin or whatever that looks like. So hopefully he's going to be the assassin this week and maybe remove Devonte Adams from the football as
2: well. <laughs> as soon as he said that he's Raheem Morris's assassin, I was like, okay, so he's signing. They're going to sign him. He'll, <laughs> yes, he'll be on I the bet. team next year. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got the X factors out of the way there. Uh, now here comes the, the end of the podcast where we predict what the score is going to be and who's going to win this game. And <laughs> yeah. I, I, We'll let you go first.
3: <laughs> so you know how I do. I, I tell people all the time. It may not be realistic because I played for the Rams, and I'm always going to write out for the Rams. They played the Chiefs. Chiefs are number one. Right, and I went with the Rams. So for this game. They were in that game. I'm gonna go through. They were in that game. They were every game. in every, every single game, every right, single by game. Three, three to seven points. And so for this one, I'm going to go the Rams again. By most Rams, I'm going to go 24-21 Rams. That's my,
2: that's my call. All right. So I have a weird, just a weird, 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 weird feeling about this game. Like it's a Thursday night game. SoFi stadium, you got to show out for the audience, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I just have a weird feeling this is going to, this is going to hit all the overs in the betting sites. I think this is going to be a high scoring game because I think this is going to be a sloppy game, right? I think the offense mm-hmm. will be able to take advantage. There's going to be missed tackles. It's a short week. Thursday night football games tend to be hit or miss, right? Um, I think we could be seeing both teams in the thirties. We saw this with Seattle and the Raiders. Now the Rams offense has been anemic, right? Uh, But they did start to kind of show something last week. And I feel like they're going to build into that. And regardless if it's Mayfield or Perkins, I think they can put the ball in the end zone. I think that they are going to commit to the run more. I think they saw last week and they're like, you know what? Like Cam Akers had the ball 15, 16 carries, whatever. Let's expand that. Let's expand Kyron Williams usage. And let's just hit them over the head with the, you know, the end of rounds and the reverses and things like that. So I'm going to say a team that is literally just out of it. And then another team that's desperate to keep winning and try to get back to 500 and potentially in the playoffs. I'm going to say this game, I'm going to go 31 27. I'm going to say the Rams with the upset. I'm going to go with the Rams with you. I I think it's going to be one of those weird games um, and they might score more than that, but I like thirty-one twenty-seven because I think that like the defense has kind of opened up a little bit. Like they're not, you know, holding teams to 17 anymore. They're not fully healthy. And without Aaron Donald, they're not going to get the pressure that they're used to getting in the interior. Um, but then I look at the Raiders and I'm like, their offensive line, isn't great. Uh, you know, uh, and I would argue, you know, losing guys like Rocky sin and Andrew Billings on the defense. I mean, that, those are losses, um, you know, not having Waller, but Devonte Adams woke up last week and Josh Jacobs is Josh Jacobs. So I think you'll have a game where players, you know, stars show out, right? And so I think, you know, this will be a Josh Jacobs breakout game. I mean, not really because he had 300 yards against Seattle. I don't think he's doing that this time, but He's going to have a really good game. I think, you know, Adams will have a good game. I think Mac Collins will have a really good game. Uh, this is going to be one of those ones where, like, if you bet the under, you're going to hate yourself, right? Uh, because mm-hmm. then I think you're going to look at the Rams side of things. And, like, you got Atwell. They're going to figure out ways to get him. You got Powell. You still got Van. You know, you got Cam Akers. Mm-hmm. You got Kyron Williams. There are some playmakers, you know, in this game. And then that's not even, and you know, including mean- the fact... Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. If Higby steps up. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say 31, 27. And I think that with a caveat that I think there could be more scoring than that, because I think this Mm. is just, you're getting to the point where the Rams are going to try things that they probably wouldn't have before. Don't be surprised if this team's at like the 35, their on 35 yard line. They're going for, you know, go for it on fourth down. Uh, one of the best fourth down converting teams in the league. I think they're actually the best, believe it or not, which is bizarre. Uh, so <laughs> wouldn't be surprised about that. Wouldn't be surprised if your guy, Riley Dixon is, uh, you know, faking it, throwing a bomb yeah. over everybody's head. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. dude throws darts. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they run. They did something kind of similar. They ran like that fake punt. Wouldn't be surprised. They go to something like that where, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they fake it or they throw it over to Jalen Ramsey and Ramsey runs it back for a touchdown. Derek Mm -hmm. Carr has turned the ball over at times this season when he just really shouldn't. Um, So he has a couple of those throws where you're like every game where you're like, what are you doing? I think the Rams can pounce on that. Um, I don't know, man. I I just, I, I think that this is going to be a high scoring game. I I, I don't know why I, there, there's no logical football reason why this would be high scoring. Yeah. but I I think there'll
3: be a lot of turnovers too, hopefully, for Rams forcing turnovers. Yeah. I think, you know, it happened last week with Bobby Wagner. He pretty much debowed uh, the receiver for the football. So I think he he's gonna be licking his chops. I think the Rams defensive line, they're gonna see that, hey, the Raiders defensive line, they cause havoc. So let's do the same thing. I think Michael Hoyt's gonna step up Leonard Floyd. So Hopefully that the Rams defense gets some turnover as we win the turnover margin because we're going to need it. Devontae Adams is going to go off. He's going to catch that football like regardless. So learn from last week. We didn't double-team DJ Metcalf like we should have when the game depended on it. So let's make sure we do it this week against Devontae Adams, who is probably the best receiver in the NFL at this point. So double-team that man and run the football in offense, and we, we should be good.
2: <laughs> run the damn ball podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> <My God. laughs> oh man. So believe in that. Well, run the damn ball. That's all we got for you guys. Uh, can't wait to talk about this game after the fact should be a lot of fun. Should be a fun game, right? I mean, these two teams are kind of, they're not in the same spot, but Hey, you know, one's desperate for a win because they're still in it. One's desperate for a win because they're trying to finish the, the season outright. And, uh, this is not a team that's imploding folks because this team is giving it their all. You don't see that. Yeah. You don't see that. They have not gotten blown out. They got blown out in 2019. Not, they have not gotten blown out this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's, that's something there. But uh, that is going to do it. Uh, I'm Jake Ellen Bogan. He is Cameron Lynch. This has been presented by Bet Online, our friends over there. Uh, you can go check out the Believe store over at believe.com. You can uh, check us out on all podcast platforms if you want to just take this on the road and listen to it in audio again. I don't know if you, if you want to do that. It's all over the place. It's on Apple, <laughs> it's on Spotify, it's on the website. Uh, so you can check that all out. Be sure to follow me at JK Bogan, follow Cam at Cameron Lynch 50. And uh, we'll see you guys real soon.
0: who get it done.